0: Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and in this episode, Major League Baseball picks on the prices that make for good bets using the predictive mathematical model I've built affectionately known as Sideline for games scheduled to be played on Monday, July 31st, 2023. It's your new here check out the webpage on the banner it's ww.pictheprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules Remember, if you're interested in projections and picks on every single game, sign up on Dub Club. That link's in the show description. Cost is under $1 per day, and you will get money lines, first five, run lines, totals, numbers needed for A grade plays, all sorts of good information. If you want lots of information, you can get lots of information. If you just want, here's the top recommended plays, you can just get that as well. Trying to figure out how to give that to you. I think I've done a pretty good job here of giving the people who want a lot, a lot, and a little, a little. So there's something for everyone there and you get exclusive access to our discord chat where we outline plays that we like to make make sure we're all knowing about boost all sorts of good things other sports tons of goodies over there in that discord chat as well you can get there through again Thub club that link is in the show description Remember that sports are unpredictable. So the discussion on this show projects a typical game is not trying to forecast it to a T. It's not be a foolish and impossible goal. There are no right sides or wrong sides, but the prices where any side should be played. Whether you're using a model, my model, someone else's model, or just looking at a game ahead of time and saying, this is what I think the price should be. There should be a price on both sides that you're willing to play. And this is the probabilistic thinking that is key to growing your bankroll over time instead of draining it. There are ups and downs, but in the long run, that's going to balance out. It's just hard to foresee on any individual game before it happens. In other words, please understand that good and bad variance will occur. So I think long run profitability has been shown. Winning every single day is an impossible reality for any gambler. Jake, uh, I feel like I've got good things to say here. Last time you were on, we had a great day. Friday, we had Cousin Jared on. He had a great day, so I mean, I feel like both of y'all leaving last week on a high note. It, we've had some ups and downs here; it hasn't been quite as smooth as sailing in July as it was, uh, you know, April, May, and June were, were phenomenal. Uh, July totals did well, sides just not as good, but at least hey, last week both you and cousin Jared ended on a high note. So that's that's always good to 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 leave with some wins.
1: Oh, for sure. I love, love leaving with wins rather than losses. July's just been fun. Like it's, it's just. I mean, I don't know how to describe it. There was just random, randomness like that on the, the Braves coming out of the All Star break with just forgetting out of baseball was entertaining.
0: Uh you say fun. Uh, you know, I, I I'm looking forward to August 2nd, mainly because the trade stuff, like trying to keep track of who's on what team, and, and I've automated a lot of the roster stuff, but I and I told the Discord this morning, uh, you know, the Angels made a trade last night picking up Gritchik and Crone from the Rockies. And for whatever reason, I've got this automated to pull roster, so I don't know where Gritchick and Crone are in the baseball universe. They're out in the ether somewhere. They're not pulling in on the Rockies roster, but they're not pulling in on the Angels roster either. And I'm like, this is annoying. Like now, like how do I accurately project the angels from like two of the guys they traded for that, that will be in the lineup, you know, aren't on their roster now, but they like, if they were at least in the Rockies, it could be like, okay, I get it. Like, it's just like taking some time, but like, I don't know where those guys are. So I'm I'm looking forward to August 2nd personally. And then we can like mostly finalize this and I have to stop worrying about who's, who's where all the relievers being traded. Um, my question for you: I don't know if you know the answer to this. Uh, I thought the trade deadline was always on July 31st. And now it's on August 1st. Like, what happened with that? Like, I've, I'm used to the, I'm used to the August 1st. If like July 31st falls on like a a Sunday, they move it to August 1st being a Monday. But like, I really thought the trade deadline would be today. The fact that it's tomorrow, I'm like, why did why did we get an extra day here? Like, I guess this was something in the rule changes, but I missed I missed why. Maybe someone knows, yeah. or were they just like, screw it, we'll just add another day? I don't know.
1: It just feels arbitrary. I, I don't know. Like Maybe it's like, ooh, we want to give everybody the full month of July. I, I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. Because it's, like, I, it's I, always at 6, right? They always cut it off at like 6. No,
0: it's like 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. or something oh, random. It's yeah, some enough, random right? late afternoon time. Uh, the, the good The good thing, I, I guess, I do like that they changed from a few years ago was the they got rid of the waiver trade situation where you could clear waiver and you could still trade, right? Of course, that's the thing is you could still trade players. Just they're not eligible for postseason play after uh, August 1st, I guess. And that's why that, that we talk about the trade deadline. And that's where in the past you'd have guys occasionally traded in like September, but they weren't eligible for postseason play. So the guys that were traded were just random like you know 27th man that sort of thing uh if you just needed a quick injury replacement or whatever but you know back in the day of course you had the non you had the waiver trade deadline and the non-waiver trade deadline and so it, certain guys he get traded if they had really big salaries uh you know into August and that made another whole complicated thing I'm glad that we just have one deadline now where it's like if you're not on the roster now if you're not eligible for postseason play so you better get on uh which at least helps uh so it'll be a lot of movement a lot of talk the angels Going for it, clearly, uh, at this point. We kind of saw a little bit of that last week. Now we've seen it again with another trade. Uh, one of the best lineups in baseball, uh, if they're healthy, that's obviously the biggest if, uh, especially with Mike Trout involved, because part of the reason they're one of the best lineups in baseball is you got two of the best hitters in baseball, and just surrounding them with average dudes makes them an incredible offense, but they got to stay healthy. Uh, the Cubs were definitely going to be sellers, and now they're definitely not sellers. They're like, the Central Central's a mess. The AL Central's a mess. The Twins just got swept by the Royals. Crazy times in baseball, Jake. Crazy times in baseball. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the Twins really had a chance to put a stranglehold on that on that division and just went... Phew.
0: Yeah, I, I really thought the Twins would have a better showing uh, yesterday. But I mean, you know, and that's baseball sometimes. We always talk about the best teams sometimes lose to the worst teams. Not that tw- the Twins are the best team, of course, but uh, losing a one-run game uh, on Sunday, losing an uh, in extra innings... Uh, and a game that they were, you know, a pitch away from winning, I guess, at multiple times on Friday, and that's just kind of the way it goes. Uh, anyway, uh, a lot of, a lot of good things, a lot of up and down things, a lot of crazy things. Hopefully, we'll settle into some more consistency here in August. We've got a decent Monday slate here. I think nine games today. But before we get to the ones that we're going to cover. Some quick reminders, please hit that like button for YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the MLB college basketball, college football, or come in this fall NFL content that this channel provides. You can see how I scale picks in the Google sheet that has the season results, team metrics, pitcher ratings, all sorts of goodies. That links in the show description. But as always with scaling and with the picks, take what you like and leave the rest. Jake, 7 to 5 p.m. Eastern, Brewers at the Nationals. It'll be a nice night in Washington, a slight breeze in, maybe slightly warmer than average. Not that it's a hot night for July, but, you know, 80 degrees or so, upper 70s, you know, on average, park probably plays a little bit cooler than that, but the wind blowing in. Kind of going to offset, be a pretty normal atmosphere there. Massive starting pitcher mismatch, Corbin Burns versus Jake Irvin Burns. Starting to look a lot better here. We kind of talked about this uh, the last couple of weeks. Like, hey, he's maybe starting to put it together. And every start looks like he's found that obviously the Brewers, if they want to win that division, that mess of an L-Central, they need him to be an ace, especially with Woodruff having pitched I think zero pitches all year. I'm not sure he threw a single game. If he did, it was like one. I mean, he hasn't been out there all season. Um, Peralta being kind of up and down. I mean, they need Burns to be the workhorse here. And that's what he's been as of late 346 46 on the season. Advanced metrics still a little bit concerning, but not like they were earlier. It's not like it's a big deal. I really like the direction he's going. Uh, very comfortable backing him against Jake Irvin, a guy 496 ERA and underlying metrics, say it could be a little bit higher. I mean, this is cousin Jared let's talk about starting pitcher mismatches. This is the biggest one, one of the biggest ones you're gonna see uh between these two guys. You're talking about uh, with three standard deviation difference between them. Other than that, the bullpen's also very different. Brewers' bullpen, decent, Nats' bullpen, I have zero faith in whatsoever. But the offenses aren't that different. Neither offense is terrible, but neither offense is good. I mean, the biggest difference here is pitching, pitching, pitching. Jake, we're going to be on the Brewers' here at minus one. The price, if you split the wager, and again, the way you can create this market if you don't have a place that offers minus one is you bet something to win on the money line, and you bet that amount to on the uh, – risking that – on the run line. That way, if they win by one, it it creates a push for you. So in this case, you bet to win you know, $3 on the money line, and then you risk $3 on the run line, whatever it may be. That implied uh, price would be minus 154. If you're playing them on the money line, the current price is minus 194. If you're playing them on the run line, the current price is minus 118. Uh, right now, this would be considered probably a C-plus grade. We locked this in last night, gave this out to our dub club members. The price has gone up since then. So we locked it in as a B-grade. The price has gone up a little bit. Now it's kind of a C-plus grade. I'd still play it as a B here personally. I think the Brewers are a good investment. Jake, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I I like the
1: Brewers. I mean, the pitching is all the difference here. I mean, the offenses aren't aren't that different. Uh, But, I mean, Burns, the way he's going, and I think the bullpen, is doing a lot for the Brewers. Is doing a lot better than what their numbers kind of say here towards the end of, end of this month, the second half of the season and stuff. Because uh, they went on that stretch, I think it was like twenty plus innings without really giving up a run or something crazy like that. And uh, if they can do that, they can be a very solid bullpen all, all year, for the rest of the year and <laughs> maybe get them to get in front of the Reds. Uh, but I, I just the pitching is going to be too much to overcome for this Nationals team.
0: And you make a good point about the bullpens there. The Right now, the Brewers rating, according to sideline, is a 96. And 100 is average. Lower is better. Uh, I believe that I you have to go back and look, but about a month ago, I think that was more on the other side of 100. It was kind of more like 104 or something. So where I would have said average in both cases, but I think you're kind of right. Trending in the right direction. I think it's lower now than it was about a month ago. And that's because the performances have improved, uh, absolutely, from from where they started the season looking a little bit more disappointing there in the bullpen. Of course, it's tough to not use the word disappointing with every team in the central, both central's <laughs> with the exception of the reds who are overperforming expectations. Uh, not that the reds are, you know, going to compete with the Braves or anything, but, uh, you know, at least they weren't expected to do much and are overperforming. Everybody else feels like yeah. is underperforming, uh, in both central's, uh, Jake, I, I feel like I know your answer knowing you on this one, but I talked about the run line price, the money line, again, just as an FYI for people, I, uh, have triggered in my formulas and my rules to have a rule. Should I adjust this? I don't really know. Again, it's kind of personal preference, but if the run line is minus odds, then I'm going to split my wager between the two. That's what I've done here. But of course, viewer, you can just take the money line or you can just take the run line Again, get much better odds in the run line. Jake, I was thinking about this last night. The probability that the Brewers win this game by exactly one run is something like 15 to 20%. Here's the interesting thing, and, and there's I, I need to actually run through the math on this, but if you think about it, if they don't win by one run, you'd rather have the money line. And that's an interesting thought process to go through. Does that mean you should always lay one and a half? I don't think so necessarily because they've done the math too, and they figured this out, but it is interesting to think about in the 80% of the time they don't win by one run, you'd rather have the run line to lose less juice or to win more money. Uh, So of course, you know, what are are your thoughts on uh, money line versus run line or split wager in this situation?
1: Uh, in this situation, I'm splitting my wager. I, I just don't trust the Brewers' offense to mm. do what they need to do to win this by two or three runs, or at least make it comfortable. Uh, uh, they probably will, just knowing how the pitching matchup and all that, but yeah. I'm going to split my wager here because I, the Brewers have a negative run differential on the year, and that, that just scares me at this point in the year.
0: I, I feel like for a team – that is competing for a division title, just hearing they have a negative run differential, like hurts my soul. Like, I, I just don't know. Oh, so much disappointment at the central, not that the Nats have been any better. Of course, it's, it's well, I, I say we're just the Brewers. We are, but the Nats are also really bad. So, you know, the, you can well, still you back. Can still of the Nats, though. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, the, so uh, Jake, I'm splitting my bet. You're splitting your bet here with the minus one. I've liked doing it because we have a lot of these games where it gets close. It's by one. And you're just like, Hey, whatever I push, no big deal. Right. Move on to tomorrow uh, with that one. Uh, you know, you got to figure out exactly what your personal preference is, but that's our thoughts on this game. Last thought, total on this one model projects nine actual total is nine we talk about nine being the most common outcome for a typical baseball game so you kind of have your push protection on the over or the under this is an interesting scenario because i don't really trust either offense but obviously the nats pitching is so bad you have to assume the nats aren't going to score many runs if you look at a nats team total under you're probably going to be looking at like three and a half with juiced under or something ridiculous so i mean they're going to make you pay for that one so if you just talked about a full game total of nine would you lean over and say this Nats pitching staff is really bad or would you lean under and just say I don't trust either one of these offenses one of these teams is going to score like one run and that's going to really help my chances for the under or would you just say I have no idea it's nine it's a good number I'm leaving it alone
1: I just I don't trust the Nationals to score it I don't think the Brewers are going to be able to do it so I'm just going to leave this one alone because the, the Nats pitching is also so bad that the Brewers could put up 15
0: yeah, that, that was kind of my thought on it, is like the Brewers offense isn't that good, but also they're less bad than the Nats pitching is bad. So the Brewers offense will have an advantage. And so uh, it's like I, I, I want to go under with these offenses, but the Brewers could score a bunch, but they might not. I mean, you're really I think if you, I, I think kind of where you were going with that basically was if you're playing the game total of nine, you're really relying on the Brewers either way. If you're playing the over, you're relying on the Brewers to score. And if you're playing the under, you're relying on the Brewers not to score. Uh I think nine is a good number here. Uh, honestly, if it was eight and a half or nine and a half, I probably would go over or under either one of those numbers because getting that, that weigh on nine, uh, could be really valuable, but at nine, uh, for, for, for us, it's, it, it's a pass. So that's the game. We've also got our player prop of the day in this one. So a lot to talk about in this game, Jake Irvin under 4.5 strikeouts. Uh, Jake, you're going against your fellow Jake in this one. <laughs> I had five player props that I gave out to the Discord this morning, four of them involved in, in or in games that we're covering here. And I said, Jake, what is your favorite? You get to be the man and decide on this one. You went with uh, Jake Irvin under – not Cole Irvin, Jake Irvin, right? There's two Irvins, I guess, in baseball right now. Jake Irvin under four and a half strikeouts at minus 121. Uh, Since you pick us, I'll let you lead off and tell us why you like it.
1: I mean, you can tell on the graph there, his – the strikeouts aren't too great, um, typically, and then uh, just the Brewers' offense—they're not the best in the world, but they're—they're they're not dumb. They don't take crazy; they're not crazy aggressive, so that's not going to help him out. And I just don't think the last two games are indicative of, of anything like going to be predictive at all. I think those little those little gaps you see with all the green there on the outlier screen are, are more of what we're going to get.
0: Yeah, you could see again at outlier.bet here that he's gone under this number uh, two out of three times this season, 10 of the 15. I think it's an interesting point here, this little blip here. Sometimes you get some extra value because of, uh, you know, recency bias and that might be what we're seeing here he's a guy that you know you never really know how many innings he's going to go right four five or six he's not going to go very deep doesn't get a lot of strikeouts per nine as you can see 7.26 per nine the brewers a little bit on the high side on strikeouts but there's two types of strikeout teams there's a strikeout teams like the twins and the mariners who you feel like they've got some good hitters and they're kind of going for home runs. And when they slump, it's because they're just striking out too much and that happens, but they also can make you pay because they've got some good bats uh, this Brewers offense i almost think when they strike out it's not because they're going for it it's just because they're they're you know not that talented right and so it's a little bit of a different it's all about the approach and so i I guess what I'm trying to go with that is the twins and the mariners right strike out so much the giants strike out a bunch right but they've got some good hitters and it's the approach of uh you know they're gonna strike out against good pitching bad pitching doesn't matter because they are trying to make you pay and get those extra base hits the Brewers I don't really think it's an approach so much with them I just think it's they aren't very Good. Well, what does a not very good team do? That means they strike out against good pitching. They don't strike out against bad pitching, and so that's where, uh, you know, Jake Irvin, not a very good pitcher. Uh, not a high strikeout guy, it's going to be a lot tougher for him in this matchup. And kind of, as it was pointing out there, this nine here, again, against the Giants, I believe they're the third highest strikeout team in baseball, maybe fourth highest. The other one here that he crosses number previously against the Giants. So two of the five have been against the Giants. Again, a team that strikes out a lot, somehow only got four against the Mariners. That seems impossible, given the number of times that they strike out. Uh, but again, we always like these under K props uh, for a pitcher like this. You got multiple ways to win it. Number one, They just don't have a high strikeout night. They just guys put the ball in play. Uh, Number two, they could get run early. And again, not that this Brewers offense is deadly, but I don't have a lot of faith in Jake Irvin in general. And so he could easily get run in the fifth inning. And at that point, not that he can't get the five strikeouts, but we like our chances here. Again, according to Outlier, this is a plus expected value play. And if you are interested in seeing all the same uh, things that we're seeing, all the metrics, all the data, et cetera, and all the plus expected value plays, and their opinion, you can sign up for a free trial at outlier.bet slash professor uh they integrate with the big four domestic sports books allowing you to shop for the price, best prices you can click the thing it'll take you right to their website you can click a whole bunch of them it'll take you to their websites and have all of them on your wager slip it's a really neat thing and of course all the data all the trends all the plus effective value plays etc again sign up today.line.bet slash professor for a seven-day free trial to check them out and if you aren't already playing daily fantasy check out thrive fantasy they are another official partner with picks so of the professor uh, pick an entire lineup of players and enter into a contest against other people or simply choose between two and five props that you like. And if they win, you win new users that use the promo code SIDES or the sign-up link in the show description or we'll receive a 100% first deposit match up to $250. So sign up today to take advantage of some free money. And that'll take us to our second game of the day, 7.07 p.m. Eastern, Orioles at the Blue Jays. Jake, I've been wearing out this Orioles jersey here. You know, you can kind of see the, the, the orange there. They have been so good to us. Got it done again last night. I sent out to the Discord, you know, hey, if Judge doesn't play, Orioles are an A-grade pick. Something to keep in mind once that news came out. The number moved a little bit, but I think it was kind of baked in. So a lot of us were able to get some good money in on the Orioles uh, wrapping up our Sunday. Going to be a pretty even pitching match for this one. Kyle Gibson and Chris Bassett. Bassett's got a beat on the ERA, but the underlying metrics actually flip that story and like Gibson a little bit better. Uh, Neither one of these pitchers is bad. They're both slightly better than average. Neither one of them is something to write home about, but they're both going to go out there, give you some decent innings, probably six-ish innings, uh, and then turn it over to the bullpen. That's, of course, where the Orioles have a huge advantage, especially with their back end of the bullpen being so strong offensively slight edge to the Blue Jays, but uh, I still think this is pretty close to a toss-up game. model says the Orioles win this 47% of the time. Again, pretty close to a toss-up. That the correct price should be plus 113. Current price is plus 133. We locked in last night, plus 128. Right around here gets to that A-grade uh, threshold. Jake, uh, we love some Orioles. Tell us more. Look, I, I
1: just... Who said it every time? I think I've been on. I, I just, I guess it's the fact that they really don't have any names. I mean, yeah. this pitching matchup is. I think it leans Gibson, but uh, it's going to be. Uh, we went from the biggest pitching match mismatch to the, the one <laughs> to, almost to the head-to-head duel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it should be a pretty incredible game from that standpoint. And the Orioles' offense doesn't is not getting enough credit. Hmm. They are very, very good, and it's just there's nobody that rings a big name down there, I guess. So they just don't get enough credit because, like, when you go to the Blue Jays, you have Bichette and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And they're going to the Yankees, Judge, and Stanton and all that. Like, I, I guess just because they're just going to be a permanent underdog, and even though they're winning the, the division, it makes no sense to me. So I I love this Orioles team. I love them, especially on the, uh, in the – I wish there was a way you can – like, you can bet the first five. I wish I could bet the bet. Four. The back, the back uh, four <laughs> or yeah, back five, yeah,
0: whatever. Who cares?
1: Yeah, that yeah. the bullpen is very good, and if they've got a lead going into those last two two and a half innings, they it's the door shut. It's it's pretty incredible.
0: Yeah, the uh, first five price, according to sideline, actually not a great value, partially because the value in the Orioles, as we talked about, is the bullpen. So uh, I'm not a huge fan of playing the first five in this one. I don't think it's a good price. If the price was better, yes. But uh, I think it's more, it, according to the model, it's more likely that the Blue Jays actually have the lead uh, after five than it is after nine, that they're more likely to win early, which makes sense. I mean, this could easily be, and obviously if the if you end up in a game where the Blue Jays are five zip after five, it's tough, mm-hmm. right? Like that happens. Yeah. But if it's 2-1, blue jays three two blue jays you know or a tie game after five if it's tight one run type game the Orioles really got a great chance i'm not the blue jays bullpen's bad uh it's just this Orioles bullpen is so good they keep doing it they find ways to get it done i've been mentioning it since middle of last year now so it's been over a year and i've been talking about this Orioles team being undervalued and if if when i started saying that last year if you just blind back them you'd be so rich right now uh the price has just been so fantastic i don't know what else to say about this Orioles team um you know, Rutschman obviously has been a huge piece of that. Some of the other young guys, a guy like Gunnar Henderson, right? Uh, they had him mic'd up last night on ESPN. It was, it was always fun mm-hmm. to hear uh, guys talking. And, uh, you know, they're just constantly getting it done. Uh, constantly undervalued winning the division uh, despite all the other names there Uh, we cannot say enough good things about the Orioles. Uh, Jake similar situation on the total this one I'm curious your thoughts projected total 8.8 actual total is nine Uh, would you lean over or under or uh, as with the previous one would you just pass? Uh,
1: I'd lean over here I I just think these offenses are good enough and These pitchers are great, but they're going to make mistakes and these offenses will punish for that. So I would probably lean over, but I'm not going to play it the whole Sunday night baseball thing. And the Orioles offense might come out a little sleepy or something like that. So I'm not going to play it, but I would lean over.
0: That's a good point you make about Sunday night baseball. I have built that into the model now to adjust for uh, when you're playing night game, can just playing a day game give the other team a little bit boost, so I'm giving them the Blue Jays that bit of a boost that's part of the reason why the model says they won 53% of the time if you didn't have that it would be 51-52% that gives them an extra little boost that the Orioles have less rest coming into this game uh, but I still think it's pretty close to a coin toss game plus 128 plus 133 whatever around that plus 130 mark really a great price on the Orioles we were having able to have the roof open here the last several days and Toronto has been really nice weather uh, for a couple of even you know Maybe a little bit warmer the day, but the night games had the roof open here uh, recently. Yesterday, the day game had the roof open. Going to be a little bit chillier tonight. Going to be more in the mid-60s. Uh, I am projecting the roof to be closed. If they do open the roof uh, in a chillier night, I think that's going to actually bring down the projected total. So that would be another reason to lean under. I think it's going to be chilly enough where they probably just close it and don't worry about it. But given the fact that it's warmer during the day, uh, you were right on that border. They could decide to leave it open. So you never really know exactly what they're going to do on that. Uh, it doesn't look like there's any real chance of rain. So, uh, it would just be about the temperature, uh, Could go either way. I lean closed, but again, if open, that would bring it down. And I do think under would be the way to look because, again, if you're talking about playing baseball in mid-60s, that's going to suppress how much the ball carries. It's going to keep a home run in the ballpark, make a double out and out one or two times. That might be enough to swing the total. Uh, So under probably the lean there, but either way, we just love us the Orioles. Last game we're gonna talk about here, 720 p.m. Eastern. Angels at the Braves. A hot one in Atlanta. Gotta love Atlanta in the summertime. Of course, hot ones in all the Texas Stadiums, but they got roofs. You know, didn't build a roof in Atlanta. Um, around 90 degrees to start, mid 80s to close, wind blowing out at almost 10 miles an hour. According to Silent, it's gonna boost runs by about 13%. Again, if you're interested in seeing all this weather information for every single game, you got you covered in Dub Club. Got a got a cheat sheet that gives you all of the weather information. They are again 13% boost tonight. To really add some runs, had a massive boost yesterday. Played the over in that Brewers game, and that was done by like the sixth inning. Uh, I think with all the runs there, it's going to be kind of similar, not quite as hot tonight uh, as it was yesterday, but not that far off from it. Just a slightly little bit less wind and a slight little bit of heat, but still a very hitter-friendly environment. Griffin Canning for the Angels, uh, pretty mediocre pitcher. ERA a little bit inflated. I don't think he's quite that bad. Probably closer to league average. Morton, uh, Rumby me, underlying metrics actually like him a little bit less than that ERA, but definitely an above-average pitcher here. Morton's the better pitcher between the two by almost a full standard deviation. Braves bullpen, obviously better. And again, this is what we talked about with the Angels. Uh, I don't have the new guys in the lineup just yet uh, because they've been lost in the ether. I don't really know where they are. Uh, but the Angels offense, at least now trending back towards better than average, uh, especially with these additions. Obviously, they're very good with Trout. Trout makes a big difference. Just like, of course, Judge with the Yankees. When you get these really good hitters, Jordan with the Ashes, with the top hitters. Make a bigger difference than I feel like they've ever made before uh, in baseball. We're not used to one guy mattering so much, but of course it really does here. Even though the Angels offense has improved, even though their bullpen has improved, I mean, the Braves are still an incredible team at home. We're taking the Braves here at minus one. Minus 175 is the implied odds, splitting the bet. You're looking at about minus 220 here on the money line. This is another one that the odds have increased since we gave this out to Dub Club last night. I think we were getting more like minus 210 last night on the money line. Run line price minus 115. I think we're getting more like minus 105, minus 110, something like that. So the price has increased a little bit. Just eked into a B grade, but just like that first game, probably right now be more of a C-plus grade uh, at slightly inflated odds. Jake, uh, your team is the Braves, of course. You have to be pretty happy with the season on the whole. Um, Um, Tell us more.
1: Yeah, no, I love the fact that they're doing as good as they are and we've had all the pitching woes um, we've had from injuries and whatnot. But Uh love the Braves pick here. I think Angels, the names are going to carry, especially the trade. There's a lot of people talking about how good this offense is and all that, and, and it will be. I just don't think it's going to connect immediately. since You can't just plug those guys in, and they're just immediately going to make everything better. Um, but Morton on the mound makes a world of difference. He's not having the greatest of his years, but he's just very consistent. You know what you're going to get out of him, and the Braves bullpen is very good. The Braves offense is incredible right now. They just hit the, they just mash the ball, especially in a more hitter-friendly park with the weather and stuff. It's it's a great formula for them. uh I just I don't think the Angels pitching is quite there, especially with the Canning starting, because there's a good chance with the way that Braves love to strike in the first inning that Cannon gets chased early and then that bullpen is going to be really stretched to make it through that game. In um, this one, I'm leaning more run line than I am money line just because I don't. the Braves don't play that many one-run games. There's hmm. They either lose by a few because they're, they're pitching them down or they've put up 13 runs or something crazy and win by four or five.
0: And that's what I was going to ask you. I kind of lean, if I had to pick between the two, I would lean a little bit more on this one. Partially because, like we were always talking about, when a higher scoring game, it's more likely you win by multiple runs. Of course, the Braves have been involved in so many high scoring games this year because their offense is so good. Model projects 10.7. The actual total is 10. I would lean over. I would lean run line uh, as well. If I had to pick again, just going with my official formula, my rules, etc., that I programmed in going with a minus one. But if you had to be a little more aggressive and play run line, this would be a good spot for it uh, because this Braves team can obviously put up numbers in a hurry uh so if you wanted to be a little more aggressive this might be the one because this money line price is pretty steep which is what's driving up that minus one price an extra 20 cents than it was on the brewers um jake again i already said lean i'd lean over 10 a uh, model says 10.7 uh, i assume you would lean over 10 as well would you need nine before you play it or would you be happy playing it at 10 i mean what are your thoughts on where you would pull the trigger we both lean over but where would you actually pull the trigger on it
1: uh, I, I'm already going to play the over. I, the Braves, the way the Braves offense plays, and the way this Angels offense goes with Otani, and then especially adding the new guys in, if they're playing tonight, I would absolutely. I, I don't think it's – a lot. Of, I think if you play this game a hundred times, I don't think it's under not under ten, probably forty times. Like it's, I think yeah. there's just way too many runs being scored here.
0: Yeah, more likely to be, you know, six four be the low-scoring version of this that gets you to push, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, Jake, I'm curious, uh, you know, last thing to talk about here, a lot of people, uh, you know, don't necessarily like to play a full-game total and a full-game side because you get to the end, you don't really know what you're rooting for. So you might play one on the first five, one on the full game. Uh, obviously, the Braves' bullpen is, is – supposed to be good but I mean now not completely healthy their bullpen rating is right around league average they've obviously been disappointing this season we can't just look at this season right if you look at just this season that's well below average of course but we still have a little bit more faith based off previous years but they're not really completely healthy right now it's been disappointing. but still better than the angels so all that said if you had to shift to one of them the first five would you play more of the first five on the over or would you play first five on the Braves and leave the other for the full game
1: I do more first five on the Braves. I have more faith in Morton than uh, uh, I do the bullpen to and the, the offense to strike quickly. Um, the bullpen makes you very nervous, especially without yeah. Mentor. It, it's yeah. and I mean you can tell with the trades and stuff they've been making, they're not exactly sure what they want to do. So yeah. it's uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen in the bullpen. So I, I would rather <laughs> put my faith in Morton.
0: It's so crazy. You say that because, uh, start of the season and last year you would have been a no doubter go the other direction, play the first five over expect runs early. And that Braves bullpen is going to lock them down. It's gonna be hard to score late. Uh, especially, you know, night game, you know, cooling down, not a lot. It's only going to cool down about five degrees. Cool. down be a no brainer decision. Uh, but, yeah, with the Braves bullpen and, again, try to figure out how much of this season is really predictive going forward. You know, at this point you still should be using about a 50-50 mix, but not completely healthy and just they've been so up and down this season. Uh, it's just crazy that your take is, is that. I don't necessarily disagree. I just think it's, I just think it's fascinating given that that's not – at the start of the season I would have said you're, there's no way you would have that opinion, uh, but this Braves bullpen has been, uh, it, you know, very disappointing, and Morton, uh, kind of like he's been doing the last several years, seems to be pitching a little bit better as the season goes along. Uh, a, a guy who you know you trust a little bit more, you know, shaky a little bit early, but but pitching fairly well now. Uh, again, his rating now almost a full standard deviation better than league average, so a guy you have a little more faith in. If you are playing the first five uh, right now, the price on that, you know, for the for the money line, uh, probably run a C grade. If you were to play the first five, Jake, I think you and I agree, maybe. Just try the run line a little bit. Hope that it's, you know, get a bunch of runs early. It's a crooked number. And then maybe the Braves will hold on. Maybe they blow it. Who knows? But if you had to split, we'd probably be going first five Braves, full game over. Official pick Braves minus one. But again, between the Braves and the over, there's just a lot of ways you can do it. It's kind of personal preference. Hopefully we gave you some thoughts there. Again, if you just want to be told what to do, There's your pick on the screen. But hopefully, if not, if you want to make your own kind of selections, we give you a lot of things to think on. You can kind of pick and choose what makes sense to you. So, again, we kind of got you covered uh, depending on how you like to play things. Uh, Jake, that's all we've got here for today's slate. Do you have any parting words for the viewer on this Monday?
1: No, I'm just hoping we can create a winning streak with me on here. Like, you know, let's go from last Tuesday to this Monday. Let's keep it going.
0: There you go. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for tuning into this episode of Picture the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can show the sports betting content provided on this channel, shoved right into your feed. Be back again tomorrow with more sports betting tips. But until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.